0: Welcome to Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic.
1: Today, we share with you our Mozart experience.
0: And it is Fête Nationale. Did I say that right? Fête Fête Nationale. Fête Nationale in France. We took in some fireworks. We'll tell you all about that and more. Chapter 27 is on. Why have you brought (laughs) your nail kit into my studio?
1: It's not a kit. It's just a base coat and a top coat. No, no, no. The reason, listen carefully, I'm being very careful. No, no, no. uh, We have a wedding to go to this afternoon. Yeah. And doing this podcast, I don't need to use my hands. So I can put a fresh coat of polish on and no one's the wiser and it gets to set.
0: Yeah, but you're not doing it during the podcast.
1: I can do it while you're talking.
0: This is like unprecedented, and we'll have to talk about this off the air. But um,
1: well, I'm just being smart with my time.
0: Yeah, but this is like really nice equipment in here, and if I'm not any even, of that, I'm
1: not even close to your yeah. equipment. You stuck me in the corner. I'm in a corner.
0: Do you have uh, your orange stick?
1: No, I don't need it right now.
0: Okay, because <laughs> I, I I always like uh, when you're working the orange stick. That's always to me. That's that's when you're getting into the. That's the fine detail.
1: Yeah, keeping it clean. Yeah. Get, getting some of the polish that didn't necessarily land on the nail.
0: Yeah, off or, your finger or on all of my nice gear. There's
1: nothing on your gear. Okay. So are you are you are yeah. you done? Is this are okay? you d- are you done? Not yet, but okay. Yeah.
0: Are you gonna do a depilatory later on as well? You can remove some eyebrow hair or anything else that during the pod, Like is there, is is the podcast getting in the way of your day? Maybe. <laughs> do
1: you want me to be? On?
0: I mean, is there some place you'd rather be?
1: Anyway, so this morning we got up early as we usually do, and we're trying to get our walks in uh, at oh. the crack of dawn because it is so hot here. The now. heat
0: is oppressive. It's it's going to be thirty nine today.
1: Yeah, our department is is in orange, which means it's it's a, a high heat alert. Um, so we decided to go walk early and get our exercise and it's always so nice in the forest it's so much cooler than on it the is. on the roadway yeah. there's one little hitch though and and it's because it, uh, of the, um, the the spiders um, oh,
0: yeah, I know what you're doing. I know where you're going here.
1: Well, yeah, because during the evening, they w- weave their webs, and we're usually the first to go through the forest. So what happens is we go through all of their webs. <sighs>
0: Drives me nuts! And
1: I don't have that much of a problem with it, but you hate
0: it. I, well, here's the thing. I've always, this is one another reason why I don't like dogs in beds, It's and it's just this. I can't stand little touchy things on my face, like hair, cobwebs. It drives me crazy, and so I've come up with a solution for (laughs) the.
1: You try to find a a stick that looks that's kind of expanded. It has many branches, like
0: like antlers,
1: like antlers, so that you you can carry the stick in front of you, and get rid of the web before you cross it with your lovely face.
0: And you know, people walk by and get a load of this.
1: It's a it's a little bit uh, funny to watch.
0: Disconcerting. Yep. Well. It it solves the it solves the problem because the stick collects all the cobwebs and they stay off my face. It's really I, I, honestly because otherwise I'm just I'm forever wiping my face. Oh, and you, you're just,
1: not happy. Like you you get really grumpy.
0: Well, grumpier. More grumpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that you know, I know it's embarrassing uh, for you probably, but for me it solves the problem, and mm-hmm. it did. It solves the problem.
1: Great. Well, we'll find you sticks every time we go walking in the forest. Thanks. Yeah.
0: It's the least you can do, huh? Yeah. Hey, would you ever consent to bringing your nail kit on one of our walks?
1: No. (laughs) Because I have to watch where I'm going. Do
0: a mani-pedi halfway?
1: Are you back to that? Okay. So we were talking about the reason that we're taking our walks so early.
0: Yeah, no, it's... So this, this has been a heat wave now for... I want to say a couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, 10 days at least.
0: Yeah. And no real end in sight, right? Like we were looking at the forecast. So there's no rain.
1: I think for another week, it's going to be pretty intense.
0: So what's happened is now we, because of the intense heat and the drought, um, we're noticing a few things. The sunflower crops are starting to wilt. Now they, they go at it really, really hard with irrigation here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very well set up for the farmers. The, they have, you know, each, each farm has huge outlets for irrigation. So they've been going at it pretty hard. They've, they've needed to, but the, the crops that they, that don't have access to irrigation are fading fast. And the other thing that's going on right now is just to the, uh, west of us, uh, we've got Forest fires.
1: Yeah, for it's pretty major. I think it, it's covered like two thousand eight hundred hectares. Jeez. And yesterday they had to evacuate campers in Arcachon, and some homeowners, like sixty five hundred homeowners.
0: And this is very, very close to Bordeaux. It's yes. in the Bordeaux it's region. Just south. Yeah, yeah just south mm-hmm. of Bordeaux. Yeah. yeah.
1: So there, there are fires all over Europe. There are fires in in Portugal, Greece. In Greece.
0: There's always fire. There are always fires in Greece.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's it's the, the, the heat. I mean, some attribute it to climate change, and yeah. I would tend to agree that the weather is wacky.
0: Yeah, it's, it's been uh, – and it's going to get up to – so 39, I think, today, and then 40 by Monday. Yeah. And so the 40-degree temperatures have put a halt to so many things here, and one of them was the fireworks. Yeah. Um, for, for,
1: for la Fête Nationale.
0: For Fête Nationale last night. And it uh, affected many of the areas. Uh, obviously, we're, there are many green areas on the French map. So, you know, fireworks were going to be... How, how does that... What is it in French? In, in, are, are, les artifices?
1: Les feux d'artifice. Ah, les feux. feux fireworks. Fireworks, right. Les feux right. d'artifice.
0: Right. So, uh, yeah, many were canceled. I'm sure the celebrations went off without a hitch, but... Many were were canceled, and you can see why. It, it's a tinderbox out there. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah, even in in our our walks, we're noticing the forest floor is cracking.
0: And you know, drought drought is responsible for everything. We have a mustard problem here, and it goes all the way back to last summer in the prairies of Canada.
1: Right, because Canada is one of the biggest mustard seed producer in in the world.
0: And. Uh, people are saying in France, oh, they're blaming you, – you have Canada to blame. Well, this, wait a minute.
1: Yeah, when e- I, Easy. When I came back from Canada, the people were saying, did you bring us back some mustard? Mustard,
0: yeah, because the shelves are bare. <laughs> they're bare They're empty. literally bare here in France. And it's not a blame thing. It's There was a drought, and uh, the, they didn't get the – uh the the yields were not what they what they were to support, especially the Dijon industry and Dijon requires many blends of uh, mustard seeds, including the brown ones and they're like fifty percent more money and the whole thing it's it's a big deal. but
1: yeah, it's a symbiotic relationship between Canada and France because yeah. Canada produces the seed, then it gets shipped to France and France produces the mustard
0: right. And so because of the war as well, so this is this is one of those perfect storm things for mustard. Uh, supply chains have been disrupted to the mm-hmm. point where it's not only about the seeds, it's about the containers.
1: right. D- did you know that Russia also produces yeah mustard seed?
0: right yeah and Ukraine.
1: and the Ukraine and Nepal. 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 holy. So so yeah, the, 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 you cannot find that condiment on the shelves here. No. Um, luckily, um, the, um, sunflower seed oil has returned, but for a while that section was empty as well.
0: Well, and who knows what happens next year if this drought continues here, because right now, all we have in our area, I mean, 90% of the crops in our area mm-hmm. are sunflowers.
1: Mm-hmm. It's really pretty.
0: It's gorgeous, um, for those ones that uh, haven't, uh, faded yet.
1: Well, I, I, think the crop you're talking about is meant to fade. Like I think it has okay. a due date. They were the first to plant. Yes. So uh, I think they're just waiting to, for, for it to seed.
0: Yeah, and and to dry. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so let's hope that uh, it doesn't affect. Because there was a time uh, a few months ago where we couldn't get uh, sunflower seed oil.
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's just it's just bizarre. Something we didn't go to. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: so we're going to talk about it because we didn't...
0: W- well, b- because it's cool and I, I-, I do have some uh, some photos, stock photos of this event. But I have a suggestion for them after after we explain why we didn't go. So, um, Pendejeunet, it's one of the Bastide towns that's near to us. And every year, towards the end of June, what's the end of June? Longest days of the year? Towards the end of June, <laughs> they have what's called a Fête de lumière.
1: Fête de la lumière.
0: De la lumière.
1: Yes. So it's a it's, um, celebration of light. Mm-hmm. And from what I'm told, they... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's a big committee and people set up candles and send up, set up lighting in all the small laneways and it just lights up the, the old part of, of the village.
0: And we were all set to take it in. We really were. And then... We looked at the clock on the wall <laughs> and, uh, and and we went outside and it's, you know. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. It's not even like the sun doesn't set till 930 in that, that time of the year. Mm-hmm. So think about that. The sun sets. It's still light out for a while. Mm-hmm. And good night.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? The other thing I think that prompted us to just say maybe it's not such a great idea is just that, you know, the the COVID is is kind of ramping up again. Yeah. And what they were organizing were were shuttle buses up to the old part of the village. You're right.
0: That was the determining factor Mm -hmm. because there's very little parking up there. Yeah. In any of the Bastide towns. Not designed for parking.
1: Well, it was never made for cars. No. So... Um, but yeah, so I think I think when we found out what the the transportation yeah. situation was going to be, it wasn't going to be um, something that we were willing to to, to risk. Plus, we were tired.
0: <laughs> so next time, I'll have a little nap, and we'll walk up there and see the lights. <laughs> I I really, it's embarrassing. But you know, I think it goes back to honestly for me, it goes back to my radio days, and that's why one of the reasons I think we still get up early is you know I used to get up at 3:30 in the morning and I cannot get rid of that I sl- if I sleep in it's till 6:30 that is sleeping in for me and you're up even earlier now it's not nutty but uh, yeah. but uh so uh, something that begins at 10 that uh, doesn't well... It's not going to see the light of day for us.
1: You know, maybe we, we figure it out next year.
0: So just a suggestion for the organizers of, la, what is it, Lumière de... Fête de
1: la Lumière. Fête
0: de la Lumière. Mm-hmm. Any other month than June. You know, maybe maybe May or October when <laughs> the sun sets a little earlier. And I then, think December,
1: because <laughs> then you can be there by 6.
0: And you can warm your hands up over the candles. That's it. <laughs> However, there there was something that we did take in.
1: Because it started at 6 o'clock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we mentioned it in last week's uh, chapter about the Mozart concert that started at 6 o'clock. Boy, am I ever glad that that thing did start at 6 for a number of reasons. <laughs> well, first of all, the heat.
1: It was a hot day. Now, this this particular church um, was built in medieval times. Yeah, I think wh- it was started in the 1200s.
0: What's it called? St. Kittery? Uh,
1: St. Kittery, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's lovely, oh. uh, charming. I don't know
0: how we found it. It's in the middle of a field. Like, it's literally in the... You have to go down a whole bunch of little tiny roads, and then poof, there's this little church with a little cemetery and a gorgeous view. Uh,
1: it was amazing.
0: When was it built in the...
1: Uh, I think it started in in the 1200s.
0: No, 12th century, so the 1100s.
1: Oh, sorry, you're right. 1100s. Think about that. You're right. You're right.
0: Holy, and it was pristine inside. I mean, it was just, I've got some photos. We're going to include uh, photos of the church and the little setup they had for Mozart. We'll tell you about him in a second. Um, (laughs) If you haven't heard of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't heard of him. And uh, so it's just, it's fantastic. you got to check it out. Our Facebook page is uh, facebook.com slash Jeff and Julie Moved to France. Go ahead and like the page and uh, check out the photos from this gorgeous church. I mean, the, the, the rock work on this church was stunning.
1: And the, the wall depth was, oh. like, what would you say, three feet?
0: Well, and that's the reason. I mean, there's no air conditioning in there. And uh, it was, it was cool when we got there. But then, they fired up all these candles.
1: So, th- this is not the first time that these two have, have performed, and um, he plays uh, the um, pianoforte, and she's a vi- violinist, and, and it perfectly lended to the way that Mozart wrote the sonatas. Yeah. But the first time that they performed, there was still no electricity in in the church.
0: Yeah, this church only recently
1: got electricity? Ten years ago. <laughs> Ten years ago. So so what they did is they, they lit all these candles. Recreated. Um, and it just added a real a sense of, of magic. But I did think, oh, my goodness, this place is going to be so heated up.
0: Like it took them 15 minutes to light the candles. That's how many there were.
1: Yeah, yeah. I,
0: le- I leaned over to one, one of our friends. I said, hey, Alan, just remind you of your last birthday?
1: <laughs> he really appreciated that. He liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, But, uh, you know, at at the end of the concert, and it was a little bit of a long concert, uh, the room, the church was still relatively cool.
0: Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And, you know, they... uh... Now, just to give you an idea about the concert itself, it's a piano, uh, but it's a forte. Piano piano.
1: forte, it it came after the harpsichord, uh, but before the piano that we know.
0: Oh, and by the way, the woman in front of me, she had a bit of a, I'm going to say, a bit of a funky hum going on. and. Uh,
1: you didn't tell me that.
0: No, I know. I'm telling you now. Because I get fidgety, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those chairs were not comfortable.
1: They were hard.
0: Hard. So every, I was fidgeting, and I would lean forward, and it's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> what in the hell? Like, were you, did you come right out of the garden today? Or, like, did you think about maybe having a shower? Haw. Oh. And, and so I now I'm I can't even lean forward, and you're so. kind of
1: stuck. And you and you, at the best of times, like even when we're at a restaurant, you can't stay seated for longer than I would say.
0: An Hour and a half, I'm good. Oh,
1: hour, out Over an hour, you start getting yeah. fancy. So, yeah. so being in a small space because this is a small church, yeah, on hard chairs, mm-hmm. uh,
0: listening it, to the stuff. That, and, and and again, yes, it was. It was a cultural moment, but again, to an untrained ear, every song sounds the same. I'm sorry, but every song sounds the same to an untrained ear.
1: Well, we, you know, we need to educate ourselves a little bit yeah. because, you know, this, these are master masterful works.
0: But I gotta say, uh, I want credit where it's due. He looked good for his age, Mozart Wolfie. He looked good up there, and uh, you know, they were playing away, and uh, he had his little uh, accomplice playing the violin and uh, the fiddle, as I like to call it. And uh, they were pumping out the tunes and, oh yeah, did all the hits, went through all the, Figaro, all the hits, and then this is where it got really disappointing. Typical ending to a concert, and you know where I'm going with this, but they do all the hits, bang, 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 everybody's into it. high, cl- And then, of course... Oh, uh, we would now like to try some of our new stuff, and the place just evacuated, as it always does. You go there for the hits, and they start rolling out the new stuff, and I am
1: out. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Where were you? I was at a Mozart concert, which is not usually where I am, and I listened to six sonatas. Oh, uh, yeah how many and, movements uh two movements except for the sixth that had three okay i didn't even i, I didn't really understand the whole process but now i know it a little and, bit and then better. I, th-
0: I thought it was over and everyone's clapping and they're random clapping and then this starts
1: they want an encore and i'm going no don't clap like that don't <laughs> clap like that no 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 we've had it it's enough
0: don't and then they they all stand and they're all clapping and i'm going encore <laughs> I'm out.
1: Yes, you did leave.
0: I had the aisle seat. I'm gone. You
1: did leave. And, and our friends that were with us didn't ch- turned their heads to look at me going, what's wrong with him? Well, And I, I said, do you have two weeks? Well,
0: but I, <laughs> in fairness, uh, I was thinking of you podcasters, because if you're listening to the podcast and you're also following on Facebook... I actually went outside and took some really nice pictures of the church before people were all mm-hmm. out there milling around. That's amazing. See? Right. So that's what I was doing.
1: So just to give you a little background, like the, the, there are so many churches, medieval churches mm-hmm. in our area, and concerts are frequently given, and and they go from town, village to village, mm-hmm. different instruments, different music, different, mm-hmm. um, and there's a society that, that, um, Directs all of this, called Pays Histoire et Patrimoine, and so a portion of of the the fee that we paid or the ticket that we paid to um, be at the concert goes towards the restorations of all these medieval churches.
0: Well, that is an amazingly uh, noble cause because these churches are stunning, and you know, over time the mortar needs repointing, all that kind of thing. Uh, this one was in. Absolutely beautiful shape,
1: and, and the the frescoes. Mm-hmm. You know, of the Passion of the Christ. I, I mean, got, that, I, I got yeah. some
0: photos of that, which I'll include on that.
1: That was really pretty, and I think it's time for the French phrase of the day.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. on, on the on the heels of uh, Wolfie here.
1: This is from Wolfie. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. A quote from the great man himself,
0: Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart.
1: Okay, je n'aime pas ceux qui ne rient jamais. Ce ne sont pas des gens sérieux.
0: So, I don't like, again?
1: Je n'aime pas ceux qui ne rient jamais.
0: Okay, just before you keep going, because I can only... So, uh, I don't like when something's under?
1: No, I don't oh. like those oh. that never laugh. Ha! Ce ne sont pas des gens sérieux.
0: uh nothing's that serious
1: No those people are not serious. hmm I don't like people who never laugh. Those people aren't serious. huh What he was saying is that you're not a true person if you don't laugh.
0: Got it yeah
1: right you you you're you're not a serious person. You're not a, you know, a present person if you don't laugh.
0: That's, that's actually great. That's a great saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he was, what was the deal with him? So he was a, a child prodigy and, and like just this wunderkind at like eight.
1: Yeah. His mom took him all around Europe and played at Versailles. He played at Versailles and he was uh, very well received in France. And that's the reason that he came back to write some music uh, when he was 22.
0: But that didn't go well.
1: No, it, the music landscape apparently had changed, and this is what the um, man who was playing the um, forte, piano forte. Yeah, he was just saying it, it didn't go well. He wasn't getting any commissions. He, he uh, Paris had changed. It was not what he'd remembered. Uh, also, he lost his mother. She passed away, um, and so he just wrote these sonatas and published them um, without making any money. Hmm. Um, so it was a, a very Um, difficult time for him uh, when he wrote those.
0: Well, anyway, it was a very interesting show. Uh, All jokes aside, it was uh, a lot of fun. And I gotta say, these churches were built for a number of reasons, but acoustically, oh, it was just heaven to hear that piano and the violin, and echoing off the walls, but not in a, like a Air Canada Centre kind of way. Like, just a very nice, natural reverb, very soft, it was it was really uh, an enchanting evening. It thing. was a
1: great evening yeah. and something that we would not have thought that we would have enjoyed
0: and guess what happened during the evening uh, Olivier, who's uh, one of our French friends just mm-hmm. down the road mm-hmm. I I because he he's actually been very encouraging with my French.
1: yes, he has
0: but I wanted to put him to the test to see how encouraging he actually. Wants to be, and I said I have a proposal for you. How about every once in a while we get together for a half an hour or an hour coffee and just speak French? And he's all over it. He sent me a note: Hey, we're going to be out of town for a couple of days, but when we get back, I would love to have you over to speak in French. And so we're going to be doing that on Sunday morning. I
1: think that's great. (laughs) I think that's the the more you get out there, the more you speak. Yeah. First of all, like you're you're exponential now. Like your 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 comprehension. Your vocabulary have have improved tremendously, because Except
0: I can never get the French phrase of the day, but
1: well, you got part of it, yeah, <laughs> but but you know that that's the thing that you have to do when you're in a new land and you don't know the language, you have to integrate and and you know try to to speak the language yeah
0: and and that's what i'm 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 gonna do and and you know, probably throughout this, uh, I'll be able to help him a little bit with his English, and uh, away we go, you know.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be very, very pleasant uh, coffees. Yes. Also, part of the group of our neighbors that we've uh, newly met and uh, have have really enjoyed getting to know, um, Alan and Ludmila suggested that we go eat uh, dinner, um, a late dinner uh, at in. Uh, Par de Pin.
0: Late for us. Late, late for, for us. us. Late for us. Eight yeah.
1: o'clock. Yeah, we like the blue light special. <laughs> like four o'clock, bring it on. Uh, <laughs> and so we made our way there, and um, it's it's a big um, party day in in France. Um, you have fireworks, and it's a national holiday, and and so. Um, The restaurant that Alan chose had a balcony overlooking the Lot River so that once nightfall came, we could see the fireworks and the show. And so we uh, had a nice time. We ate our meal. We waited for the sun to set. And at 11 o'clock on the (laughs) dot… The fireworks started. The oh, music I, I'm started. Sorry.
0: I thought you were going to say at eleven o'clock on the dot. Jeff fell asleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, we were still up remarkably. I know.
0: It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. No. So they. They. And you know, I. I. felt felt uh, in comparison to the fireworks that we had around Christmas time at a nearby village, which was forty-five minutes. I. I felt it was kind of short, but. It was enough. I mean, you know, a bang, 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 at eleven o'clock at night for twenty minutes, and uh, everybody goes home.
1: Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. And uh, we uh, we made our way back and uh, made sure that our dogs were okay because we know that uh, fireworks sometimes frightens animals. You
0: know, I'm not a fa- I, I, I've got to be honest. I, I'm kind of an advocate for the invention or at least, Moving towards fireworks that make less noise because it's not the uh, it's not the sight that frightens the dogs, but man, it, those were loud last night. It's like bombs going off.
1: Well, we were pretty close to them.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's just, it really scares a lot of dogs, and there's a there's a movement out there actually right now to ban fireworks because of how much it frightens dogs. And, um, and
1: there are other reasons as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Well, and, and there were a number of places last night in France, in the orange area, uh, we managed to get, you know, the fireworks off, but some were cancelled.
1: They were canceled. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think the reason that this worked is the fireworks were over the river. Correct. So it really mitigated any kind of potential fire damage. But,
0: you know, France, as you mentioned, uh, they do the full deal in Champs-Élysées. They have the military uh, showing and uh, an interesting tribute this year.
1: Oh yeah. Um apparently they um when the, the the jets flew over, they had the yellow and blue colors of Ukraine.
0: Fantastic.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. In tribute to to them.
0: Isn't that great? Yeah, that that was a, a, a nice touch. Now, and and you know what there's there's not controversy, but there are question marks as to actually how old France is. And I, I guess it would be the in the same manner that Canada is technically 155 years old. Uh because Confederation kicked in in 1867, but before that, there was still a country there, and you there know, were there, there were there people, there was life, yeah. So, um, but you know, I, I've got it going back, France going back like to 1843 when the uh, Germanic Franks formed the kingdom of Francia.
1: 1843 or eight? so, I'm
0: sorry, 843.
1: 843, <sighs> yeah. So, Thanks. yeah, some people think uh, France is. You know, a millennia old, some think it's 600 years old. But this particular holiday on July 14th, which is very important, was the storming of the Bastille, mm-hmm. which happened in late 1700s. Yeah,
0: so that's only 233 years ago. Only.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> only. But I mean, like the, the country was known as France, yeah, uh, <laughs> since 8, 843. So that makes it uh, like 1179 years old. Which is amazing. Yeah, I, I started
1: reading a book on the history of France, and I stopped, because there, there are so many chapters, there are so many wars, there are so many <laughs> revolutions, there yeah. are so many, and, and all the names, I, I, I just, it, it was a blank. Uh, I think when I'm, you know, more rested, I'll yeah. pick up the book again and try to, you know, delve into the rich history that this country has.
0: Yeah, I mean, you go back to the church that we were talking about earlier, now that, that's from the, started being built in the 1100s. You know, I mean, it's, it's insane, insane. Mm. It's really the, and it's everywhere. That's the thing about France is everywhere you go, you've got just insane history, representation of architecture from, you know, 11th, 12th, 13th century. It's well, nuts. I,
1: I, yeah, I, I read somewhere, and I, I think this is a, a fact, that France is one of the oldest countries on the globe.
0: In terms of like a civilization, I guess. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, it was really fun uh, to just to be a part of it. And again, the weather was perfect. I, I mean, it was it was
1: well, hot. <laughs> well, we, when we first got to the restaurant, we couldn't go to our table because it was outside.
0: It was too hot. It was too hot. It was like 39 degrees here yesterday.
1: So we had to wait till it cooled off a little yeah. bit. and uh...
0: we, you, we found something to do in the bar, actually. Mm-hmm. Inside where it was cool, we, well, fig- we had we great, figured great conversation
1: it out. with our friends, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the rest of the evening was just great. You know, we
0: have no idea what we're doing for next week's show, do we? Because mm. uh, we, we uh, the the weather is is almost prohibitive. Like Monday is supposed to be 40 here, 41. So we you know we we had all good intentions of heading off to. Uh, Another Marché Gourmand, but geez, in, in yeah, 40 degrees 40 heat, degrees, that's it's, not going to be fun. That's not going to be fun. So uh, we'll leave that wide open and surprise you. It's a mystery. For next week's show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a mystery. So uh, we'll uh, check in again next Friday as we roll on with episode 28. Chapter 28 of Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic drops next Friday.
1: A bientôt.